This episode of Date Night is supported by Easy Wine Company. If you're located in the GTA, Hamilton, Kitchener, or Guelph, you absolutely need to check out Easy Wine Company. Sommelier Elizabeth Davies curates four wines for you and delivers them right to your door. Each bottle comes hand-wrapped with tasting notes about what you're sipping. It's an approachable way to explore the world of wine and helps you learn a thing or two along the way. So go check them out on Instagram at edwineco and go to edwine.ca to sign up for either a monthly delivery like Shane and I get and love or just a single wine package. Whatever works best for you. When you sign up, make sure to use the promo code thisfamilytree10 to get 10% off. Again, that's edwine.ca and thisfamilytree10. But Alex. Yeah, Shane. Date night must begin. Let's do it. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex and I'm here with my husband, Shane. We're fresh off the backs. And before our first date, we both got a Brazilian wax. And welcome to, to date, date night. night. <laughs> you were too excited about the uh, fake Brazilians. Well, you did get a Brazilian wax before our first date, did you not? Oh, yeah. I thought you meant before this date night. No, and before our first date. It's before a- our first. Did you get a Brazilian? Have you ever had a Brazilian? I haven't had a Brazilian, but the, that was supposed to be the funny part, the idea that I got a Brazilian. No, I know. And I was actually curious about that because the place that uh, I used to go, which is in Hamilton, awesome place, Bear Wax Bar, they did Brazilians for men. I don't know what that was called, but they did that there. So you thought I could have got a Brazilian? <laughs> well, no, obviously not. But, you know, my memory can be, I can be persuaded. I don't really trust my memory that well. You could have been a Brazilian guy once in your life. I guess that's what I'm asking you. Have you ever been a Brazilian guy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, some wine. (laughs) All right, so. No, I haven't been a Brazilian guy. We are going to start off this episode like we do every week. So we crack open a bottle of wine that we haven't tried before and we get it in our ED Wine subscription. And we try to guess the tasting notes because each bottle does come with tasting notes. So Shane, we are drinking Bodega Marco Zunino Estancia Argentina Malbec 2018. It's never easy on you, is it? <laughs> no, here, cheers. Let's have a taste here. Okay, so I was thinking this. So Shane and I had pasta tonight from an Italian restaurant. And we had pasta with like a bolognese ragu thing. And this went really well with it. Do you find it peppery? Yes. I find it peppery. And like in a good way. It's like a nice like black pepper. It has that acidity to it. See, I, I mean black pepper. Like not like... um green pepper like that other oh. wine oh i'm thinking you're thinking pizza pepper i'm thinking both actually i like that okay wait i'm gonna drink it again with green pepper now in my mind but definitely black pepper yes 100 percent. you're right because like it's not oaky it's like mo- it's yeah i i honestly can't even think of what else it's fruity i find like fruity and peppery i'm gonna say orange orange I like that. I like that. It's out of the out of the regular ballpark. Okay, so I'm going to read the tasting notes. Malbec, particularly from Argentina, is not a grape that I tend to reach for first. Argentina has established itself as the top Malbec producing region. But if I'm honest, I've had a lot of crummy examples too. This is why I'm sometimes shy to open up a bottle. This one sat on my desk for a while before I opened it up to see what it was all about. And am I ever sad that I waited? This is delicious. It bursts of blackberry, black raspberry, and cherry. It's big and bold, and the tannins are firm. This is beautiful and forceful and would stand up to hearty dishes like prime rib would be a great choice. So it stood up to our hearty dish tonight. No mention of pepper, but this is something, see what I like about this, the Somali is pretty accessible. So I might send her a DM tomorrow and ask her if pepper, black pepper, could have gone on this. If that's a thing that's like not crazy to taste. I do like this wine though. 
I love this one. I think it's beautiful. Okay, but now we're... we're easy drinking. Easy drinking indeed. But we are splitting up the duties now. And I like this. This is exciting. I like so I think too. we're going to rejuvenate the date night with this new format, which is five questions each, mm-hmm. and then we're out. Yep. And it keeps us competitive, and it keeps the questions more fun. So Shane, who starts? I wanted to start with something different. Here. Okay. We have to give each other three compliments. I like this. This is nice. You know, we both had a hard day. We got the vaccines yesterday, and I'm just feeling tired. Shane's busy with work. This is a nice way to start. Well, after I got the vax, I just went out on the night partying. So (laughs) then they tell me it takes two weeks to kick in. Do you know how many like poles I was licking last night? Ew. I I don't. (laughs) Like I meant like metal poles, but like. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Just making sure you didn't think I was. I thought you meant like pole dancer poles. Yeah, that's what I was meant. Meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing people do? They lick the poles? I I was just thinking of what's the dirtiest thing I could do once I'm fully vaccinated. Even though I'm not fully vaccinated. Probably that, yeah. But apparently it has a 90% efficacy rate. (laughs) What does efficacy mean? Does Shane know? No, he does not. How efficient. Okay. Not efficient. Effective. Yeah, effective. That's what I meant. Sorry, guys. Okay, so three compliments. Who wants to begin? Okay, let's go back and forth. Okay, you look extra good tonight. Thank you. Thank you. My first one is about your looks as well. Surprise. Mm. Um, Your hair was so beautiful today, Shane. So you weren't even trying. We were just like working, whatever. And then we went to film a TikTok and you came outside and your hair was so perfectly curled. And this is just like natural curl. I got really jealous. Want to know something that I'm embarrassed to admit right now? Uh Uh-oh, what? I had my hair in curlers this morning. (laughs) did not. (laughs) No, no, I didn't. (laughs) Okay, what's your next thing? I... Love the way you're smiling right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, these are just off the top of the dome, you know. <laughs> but I'm trying to keep it in the moment, what's going on right now. And you had a bad day today. You, you were not very smiley. Yeah, we had a moment. Like, I think it was the loudest you ever yelled at me. Like, and you weren't trying to be mean. It was no. just, I was, I was raising my voice to be like, oh, can you hear me? And you're like, there's a tub <laughs> running beside me. And I was like, our tub is leaving the house? And you're like, no, the water's running. So <laughs> so I, I was scared and I was thinking, oh, this vaccine, the side effects are taking over and you're going to be grumpy for date night. But now you're smiling ear to ear and I really love your smile. You have one of the best smiles in the world. Thank you. Well, mm. blushing. Um, yeah, it was a hard day. I felt really tired, but... Uh, I don't know. I thought I was doing really well with the vaccine and then I started to get really tired and whatnot. Feeling good now though. Okay. My next compliment for you. I think you're so smart. And mm. Shane wrote three scripts yesterday. It was like tight deadline type thing. It was stressful, but it was like a great work opportunity. And you came up with awesome scripts. Like we were kind of talking about them when you were in the idea phase and you were bouncing ideas off of me. And then when you called me in to edit them, I sat there and I was like, because you were worried about how they were going to come across and you were worried about if they were going to be easy to visualize. And I was reading them and I was like, Shane, like these are like freaking perfect. Like they were so good. They were so easy to visualize. Your language was awesome and descriptive. And I don't even like you could just picture this commercial happening as I was reading it. And I was sitting there reading it and I was like, you are so smart and you're really Mm -hmm. good 
with words and you're a great writer it's a different kind of writing but you're a great writer wow no one's ever said that it's making me very happy right now okay now i'm gonna say you have made me a smarter person oh and over this last year with you proofreading all my stuff you have made me smarter oh man. so that's a compliment to you thank you making me smarter. <laughs> is it a compliment no i, I do know. i take it as a compliment for sure Okay. Because it means that you're being receptive to the things that I'm saying, which sometimes can be difficult. Every day, I bring out my computer before <laughs> I send my laptop, before I send ev any email, and I have Alex proofread it before I hit send. And I think doing that over, like, I'm not even going to say 365 times if it was mm -hmm. a year, because it's multiple times a day. So thousands of times during this quarantine, you have proofread my stuff before I hit send. And some of it is sticking. Well, your punctuation use has gotten way better. Mm -hmm. Like way better. I used to put an exclamation point after every single sentence. And Alex told me not to do that anymore. <laughs> and I would put a comma. I used to think you had to put a comma after every three words. Apparently that's not the case. <laughs> when I think of exclamation marks, I just think of the happy birthday to you from Seinfeld when Elaine is talking yeah, about it. to you. <laughs> Um, was that, no, I'm mixing it up with the top of the muffin to you, I think. Anyhow, two different Seinfeld episodes. Well, the, no, that was the same episode. It was? Yes. And, and, oh, it was. and she's like, it's not top of the muffin to you. And then he's <laughs> like, actually it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So I'm not going totally crazy. All right. But you asked the first question. Okay. No, I have one more compliment. Oh yeah. You do? Yeah. I mean, you do. So, <laughs> so I played tennis this morning uh, during the time that I would typically take to sleep uh, from being up with the girls. And anyhow, I came, I come in from tennis, and you're just sitting. You got Betty on your lap. You're sitting at the little kids' table, and you and Lucy are coloring, and you have this like purple witch's hat on, and you're so into the game. And my heart just totally swelled. Not for the girls, because I've seen them do cuter stuff. But my heart totally swelled with love for you in that mm. moment because it was just like it was just the cutest little scene. And I was just uh, so appreciative that you were sitting there and doing that. And I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was just adorable. Like the witch's hat, everything it was very, very, I always cute. forget I'm wearing that witch's hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who are the first friends that you told about me? And what did you say? Oh, Mike was the first friend. No, like, yeah, well, I was all excited when I found out I was going to be going on a date with you. Mm -hmm. So I just, I probably told Mike first. I was like, oh, and then I think. Because you were in Hamilton. Like when you and I decided to go on a date, you. No, came... but I knew a date was looming between you and I first. No, but you, you, you didn't though, because you just messaged me one afternoon and we went out that night. So how did you know a date was looming? Because Jesse, your cousin who set us up. <laughs> She told me, and which turned out to be a bit of a lie, that you wanted to go on a date with me. <laughs> so I started telling everybody to brag, like, oh, yeah, she wants to go on a date with me. Will I go? Won't I? I don't know. And then as soon as possible, I messaged you. So I was telling everybody, but I think Mike was my closest confidant at the time, Mike Veerman. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, man, this is going to be awesome. Like, like he, was, he was my like, pump-up guy. And then we went on the date. And the second it was over, Mike was crashing at Max's place, Max mm -hmm. Kerman. I was like, Mike, we got to go for breakfast. And he was all hung over. Well, you and I had already gone for breakfast too. So you did like a yeah. second. 
I don't think we had. Well, because I, you and I went to Papa Leo's the next morning and then I dropped you off at Max's house. Really? I drove you down there. Oh, then it was lunch I wanted to go yeah. for or something. So I was like, we got to go out. And then uh, Mike was kind of hung over and he didn't, he, he wasn't really super into <laughs> my story because I feel like he had like a throbbing headache and I was just doing that like stream of consciousness like and then this happened and then we did this and then we had an after party at her place and then we had breakfast or whatever and i was just like rambling so mike yeah mike's the answer what about you was he did he like the idea of us us dating or was i don't know i think he was lamenting like maybe losing party shane a little bit Mm. so if i'm being honest i would say he was a little bit like oh like we've lost another one as a lot of the boys are like that sometimes well, yeah, yeah. And here, your friends in particular, too. And I think that you were a big party figure to have kind of stepped out. But it's not like it's the first time you did, because I feel like with every girlfriend, and anytime you get in a relationship and you've been in lots of monogamous, like, long-term relationships, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like they get a glimpse of old party Shane and like it, as as they should. Yeah, you always need a guy who's being a bigger fool than you. And I'm usually a good guy to rely on for that. So it's like, hey, at least I'm not him. And then everyone points at me. I'm so proud. Yeah. <laughs> but what about you? Um, so I would have been in a group text with my two girlfriends, Sarah and Victoria, who I was with the afternoon that Shane messaged me. And they had been texting me all night anyway, just asking me how things were going because I left our girl hang to go on a date with Shane with at their encouragement and uh so they were texting me all night so I was texting them the next day and I was just super pumped up like I was just telling them how much fun we had and how much I liked you and like you were very like hilarious and I think I just kept talking about how funny you were hmm. mm-hmm. this was throughout the night too you were messaging in the no no I wasn't messaging throughout the night but they, they asked me if I was okay and how everything was going throughout the night. So like I'd go to the bathroom and message them back. But the next day is when we kind of got more into it in our group chat. What is the most disgusting thing we've done as a couple? We can't talk about that. No, Alex. I'm talking about <laughs> like... <laughs> you know what I mean. To me, one thing obviously comes to mind. Okay, but I, hold I on. I was wondering if it would trigger you the same way it triggers me. Nothing. Can you give me a hint? Because right now I can't think of anything disgusting. Okay, I will give you a hint and it will trigger you instantly. Baby wipes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Shane. Oh, okay. Physical reaction at the mention of that. So, <laughs> before we got our tushy bidet, which we're obsessed with, Shane liked to get a good clean feeling after he went number two so in our first house he used baby wipes every time you went number two which said on the package flushable baby wipes yeah like they were like special kind like they might have cost extra i don't know they said flushable. all baby wipes say flushable and here's the thing at this point in my life i also did not know that tampons are not actually flushable so if you have been flushing your tampons if you currently flush your tampons stop yesterday stop this second do not flush another tampon you will ruin your house's plumbing and then you will have to do what shane and i did which was who dress up in hazmat suits and shovel poop into buckets yeah so i was doing this routine with the baby wipes it felt amazing 
I would, it was almost worth it. In fact, like it just, <laughs> Get out of it here. just to be that clean. And to, this is again, before we knew that we could have an affordable bidet, tushy bidet, we have a discount code. If you want to go to Alex's page, but it just, after a few weeks or maybe a month, the pipes burst because they were all clogged with these baby wipes and our entire basement flooded with feces. So we, our basement wasn't done. It was like where we live. A lot of people have very old basements, so you can't really do much to them other than storage. But we had boxes of we our had, stuff down we there. We had like our wedding stuff, like, like memorabilia, mm. lots of important stuff. So when people there. say you have a shitty wedding dress, they're not saying... <laughs> It didn't look nice. My wedding dress was not in there. But um, so what happened was the sewer backed up. And like, I remember us sitting in the living room and we're like, what is that smell? Like we're getting wafts of like poop. And we're like, like what is that smell? And then I was like, Shane, like I, it, I think it's coming from the vent. You have to check downstairs. You went downstairs, turned on the light and like you just got halfway down the stairs. And it was like a lake of poop like it was like what like a foot deep like it was awful so obviously called a plumber he snaked the drain drained all the water out said it was the worst so it wasn't just us and i have to make that clear it wasn't just shane's overuse of baby wipes but he said that it was the worst clog that he has seen in his entire profession what else clogged it well it would have been the people like my tampon flushing and the people that lived before us in that house them flushing tampons down and them flushing things that shouldn't have been flushed i didn't know it wasn't just me it was mostly baby wipes okay (laughs) (laughs) but um it was other stuff and yeah he this guy was close to retirement and he said it was the worst clog he had ever seen so i went to the hardware store it actually forced him into retirement (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my god i don't know how he did it honestly and uh so shane and i had full rubber suits we had masks and i had to get us like um really like really they were like 70 dollars, shane the masks with ventilation yeah Yeah. like i had to get us like expensive gas masks to breathe we had thigh high rubber boots those shovels oh my gosh you were so scared you would cry every time we had to go down there shane it was horrendous and do you remember you were feeling sick and nauseous so i worked down there for like an hour alone that's not true. It is true. It's not that the shit was making me nauseous. I was sick with something else. I don't know, but you were nauseous at one point. And then I you don't had to care take about, a break. I come from a long line of plumbers in my family. <laughs> I'm not scared of a little shit. It wasn't a little bit. I, w- I had no fear down there. I'm oh telling you, I wasn't even that grossed out. It was horrendous. So I wasn't, you were, I know you were down there longer than me for some reason, but it had nothing to do with me being scared of the shit. It was, it was awful, honestly. And I remember, I'll remember that night so well. So we had all this stuff. We like put, you know, like tarp down so that we could walk up and down the stairs with our buckets of poop, like just awful stuff. But before we got to it, we had a bottle of whiskey and we got a meatball subs from our favorite restaurant. And the we most sat- poop <laughs> shaped food you could eat. Well, we sat out on the back deck and we each did a shot of whiskey, ate our subs and then we just kind of like stared at each other in silence until we were like, okay, we're ready. And then we went down there and we tackled it. And it was so like he drained the, you know, all the water out. But then what's left is like tampons and baby wipes and poop and it's just all over the basement. So we're down there. We had like 
you know, commercial grade disinfectant and scrubber. So we're shoveling, we're scrubbing, we're power washing. It was a serious operation. It took us hours and hours and hours. And then I had to go down even in days after that to continue to clean it. And it was just like, yeah, it was a mess. Shane, that is disgusting. That is so disgusting. I agree that that would be my answer too. I think like people listening to this are going to think that that is the most disgusting thing they've ever heard. Hey, we've been through it all, Alex. That's horrendous. Okay. Oh, sorry, I'm on first date stuff. What was the first thing that you noticed or liked about me before our first date? So I had met you before. Mm-hmm. So I liked the way you looked in motion because I had been <laughs> I had been through the ringer on Tinder where I had some situations where I'd show up and someone looked a lot different than they were in their Tinder photo. Uh, and they they seemed a lot different than they were acting even in the messages. So... I had known how you talked, how you basically acted, mm-hmm. how you looked. So I really liked that going into it. Like I liked, hey, I know how she looks actually. Mm-hmm. And I know how she, her personality and all that. So I was attracted to your demeanor, which anyone okay. would admit is very kind. And your looks, which anyone would admit is very easy on the eyes. Mm-hmm. I liked your- A wedding photo of me giving a speech. Yeah. Oh, you know, that was a hot wedding photo. And I know you used that on your Tinder. That must have been your opener on Tinder, was it? I don't think it was, no. It's it a good, it's a it good was shot. In, it was in the top five, but yeah. No, it's a good one. No, but your face, you have a very chiseled face and I like that. But uh, your tats. I was like, before we went out, when you asked me if I wanted to go out, I was cruising your Instagram and like with my two girlfriends and we're analyzing all your photos and stuff and all your ex-girlfriends and stuff because you saw, you know, pictures of relationships going 10 years back. Well, I don't do, <laughs> do I just delete my entire life. No, I know. I, I haven't either on my personal. Uh, I find women do that more than men. Like the second relationship's over, it's just the man is wiped from the person's <laughs> life where men will keep it around and just be like, I guess they use it as a currency too. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, no, I, I haven't deleted anything. However, yeah, I was going through and I was like, I'm not a huge tattoo person. Like I don't look at somebody. I'm like, oh, I love tattoos. I got to date a guy with tattoos. But I was in ears and I thought it was such a cool look. There was something like bad boy about it or something. You know what I mean? Well, you were dating a guy that we called hand tattoos. Well, that... <laughs> That and he was, had tattoos on his hands, if the if the that, listeners don't realize that. That was the only real real tattooed person that I had. Once you got a taste, you just wanted more. Yeah, well, yours were way better, too. Oh. They're cooler. No hand tattoos. No hand tats, which I Everything's I above like. the wrist on me. Yeah, I like that. I like that. But, uh, yeah. No, I liked yours better. Yours were cooler and like more old school, you know? So, tattoos is your answer. Yeah. Okay. What was our most romantic kiss? I can go first if you like. You go first. The day after our first date and I woke up in your your house. Yeah. Your parents' house and you were living with your parents. And I was, you know, like we had some fun the night before. We we drank and I my my head hurt a little bit and I kind of had the munchies. So there you had dill pickle chips <laughs> in your place. So so I started eating dill pickle chips forgetting that you might want to kiss it, it might have been sour cream and it onion. was sour cream and onion sour cream and onion and my breath was just like not only had i not brushed my teeth but i had alcohol on my breath still and sour cream <laughs> and onion chips and i was just feeling terrible 
like I was high, high and away from the date, but feeling just like my breath stunk. And we get in the car and you go to give me a kiss. And I'm like, oh, just warning you, I have sour cream and onion <laughs> breath. I should not have eaten those chips. I don't know what I was thinking. And you're like, I don't give a damn. And then you pulled me in and you gave me the longest kiss. And I didn't know at the time that you were one of these people who do not stop kissing once you start. <laughs> so it was like a minute and a half, two minutes we were kissing. And I just thought, wow, like this must be like a real love connection for her to endure that terrible breath for that long. Like we must really be in love already. Well, we were. I like kissing, but we yeah. also were in love. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty romantic in a, a strange, not necessarily obvious way. No, I think that's awesome. That's an awesome answer. And I don't have a specific time in mind. I'm sure if I, when I think about it more, like later on today, I'm going to come up with a time and I'm like, oh, that's it. But I'm going to say any time in our life now where romance is a little harder to find, we have, you know, balls bouncing in every direction. We're so busy. We have so much chaos and stress. And it's so different than when we were first dating and everything was like so you know, flying by the seat of our pants, relaxed. But anytime there's like a slow moment in the day, and even if it's not like a big long kiss and just like a simple but like a genuine nice moment where we can actually like both be present in it, even if it's only for half a second, I always find that I feel those are like so romantic because it's like you got everything going against romance when you're living in a house with two little kids and you're working from home and there's a freaking COVID pandemic. So I just any moment like that, I think, is like so utterly romantic. And I really like that. If you could trade lives with one person for a whole day, who would it be? If I could trade lives with one person, it would be you. Why me? Because I want to know what it feels like to be Alex. Oh, I like that. Like I want to I want to see what it feels like to have a... A, a child sucking milk from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get arrested for saying that. Yeah, say, it I sounded say, not right. No, say... How um, do I say that? Say, I want to know what it feels like <laughs> to be able to nourish a child. Alex, I want to know what it feels like to be able to <laughs> nourish a child. <laughs> well... It's, and to see if the suck, if it hurts. It hurts sometimes. It does? She, well, she bites. No, she bites now. No, jeez. So that's the only thing that hurts. But she does bite now. And she does it, Shane. Oh, my gosh. She does it to get her eyes. So she, sometimes I'll pretend I'm falling asleep just in the hopes that like she stops like trying to play with me and making eye contact. But then whenever I do that and like I haven't learned better yet, she will bite down and then start laughing and i'll go ah and then i look at her and she's like so pretend this is my nipple here she goes like, and she's Aww. like laughing at me it's kind of cute in a way. it's it's cute but it's also uh quite painful your question or mine mm, mine well i'm answering what was the question who would you want to trade places oh with? yes yes and i mean here's the thing i'm so easily swayed that now i'm like i want to trade as possible shane i want to feel what is like to be Shane, you know? One minute in this brain, you would just be dying. You just want out. <laughs> My original answer was Rihanna because I'm pretty sure, like, I don't even know what she's, here's the thing, I don't follow her on Instagram or... I do on my personal account, not on my business, but I rarely go on my personal. I don't know what she's up to. So in my brain, 
I just feel like she's laying on a beach somewhere drinking a margarita while like people massage her feet and her body and her head and it's like just laying there in awesome bliss. That's a good one. I actually changed my answer. To Rihanna? Yes. That is a good one. <laughs> yeah, I really like Rihanna. Right? And like wouldn't that be great? It's like you've made a ton of awesome music. You're still young. Like you're just chilling with all your money in a tropical spot. Yeah. I Anytime I picture her, it's always... Laying on a beach chair. Same. Somewhere cool. Like, yeah. But like hot, you know? Of course. We have to send one of our children to Hawaii for six months. All expenses paid. Great child care. But you don't get to see them. You receive 500000 if you do it for six months and $1 million for the year. What do you do? I couldn't do. I couldn't do a year. No way. I, six months would be hard enough. But then I would try to think, okay, a lot of kids go to boarding school. This is a cool opportunity and I could use this money to really set her up for life. You know what I mean? 100%. Like both kids and us. Not like for life, all of us, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like set us up all on a good path. So I'd consider the six months, wouldn't consider the year. Which child do you Not send? Sophie's Choice. Like current ages? Which child? Yes, current age. Which well, child? Lucy, because Betty's still breastfeeding. Oh, I would choose Betty in a heartbeat. Just get her on formula. Yeah, but then she's going to grow up. She won't even recognize us when she gets home. This is top-notch childcare. And these years, it's like, who? they don't even remember. You only remember like... Lucy's more, for, she's in those formative years, I guess, more so than Betty. Yeah, like Betty's just a, a, like a very cute, lovable blob right now. <laughs> if she comes back when she's two... I'll be like, oh my goodness, she's talking. And then all of a sudden, I, these are tricky years. Like I find one to two, it's kind of, it's hard time. So you get over like two beyond, I find easier. So it would almost be like I'm getting paid for an easier life for a year. And I'm not necessarily missing that, that know, one like, to two year. Betty doesn't require any discipline until she's like Lucy's age. And Lucy requires a lot more like consequences and but it's fun and it's cute and we're it teaching was cute lessons. tonight when she was kicking her sister's hands well it was cute in a way to tell her why we don't do that and for her <laughs> to like go say sorry to betty and give her a hug and a kiss oh yeah. that's a that's i a say choice. get the mill send her to hawaii a million for a year, for a year one jesus the wheeze but it, it, it's gonna help everybody betty gets a hundred g's of that we invest the nine hundred thousand. <laughs> You're not very generous. I would, if I was a one-year-old, I would kill to be in Hawaii. <laughs> like she's getting, it's it's first class ticket, by the way. Like the whole time, not just the plane. It's she's the best nannies in the world. Little baby masseuse, first class, baby flying first class. She's eating like a queen. Best formula ever. I feel like this is a script you're going to be working on soon for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> what is the dialogue? Rihanna there isn't baby. Any. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rihanna is a baby's masseuse. Okay, next question. What is the weirdest or cringiest thing that you did as a teenager? So I'll start. I'll go first. So like when I think back on being a younger person, like being a teenager, I cringe and I get so embarrassed. Anytime I think about like just like what I was into, it's like I was really into punk rock and like I thought I was like hard, but I wasn't like I I'm so not cool in that way, but I was like, I really, and still love like punk rock music. I love the scene. I love mosh pits. 
and I go to these things and you know like I'd wear the spiky clothes like I'd stud my own leather jackets and denim vests and things like that and I'd be wearing spikes and I'd dyed my hair pink and like combat boots the whole shebang and just thinking about some conversations I had with people who were like standing there talking about how much they hate their parents and all the drugs they were doing and everything and like I wouldn't ever make up lies but like I try to relate in other ways how could you relate in other ways though just like oh yeah because like here's the thing like, I loved school like I was like a straight-a student like everything and uh like my dad would drive me to the punk concerts right it's so, like mm-hmm. he'd be in the show just like hiding in the back having a rum and coke or something while my brother and i were like mosh pitting oh he, so he wouldn't normally drive you <laughs> yeah. he'd be there and you're supposed to be dissing your parents yeah. and your dad's like hi honey no exactly and here's the thing all the guys in the punk rock bands i would go to see they're all old anyway so my dad would end up making friends with the bands once they got off and they just went to sit at the back of the bar and like have a quiet drink with old people like my dad so then it was weird because then my dad would have all these stories about like talking to the, you know, the singers that my brother and I idolized and everything. But that it was just weird. And then bringing that kind of mentality to my parents because like I felt really political at that time too. And like I signed up, Shane, this is so embarrassing. Like, I signed up to be a part of the Communist Party of Canada and I think I'm still on their email list. Like, so if there was What does like, that mean? Like, what does that like, entail? If, I don't know. Like I registered when I was like, 14 or 15 as a part of the communist party of canada so like if there was ever an uprising and they're like kill the communists like they'd look for me what does being a communist entail it's just like so far extreme left that it's like everybody works and everybody gets the same thing and the government gives the people what they get but it's always corrupt like there's never been a good communist system when I was young, I was like, this is how it should be. And I remember getting like in political discussions, like at school with my politics teacher, my philosophy teacher, my parents and being like, this is why communism is great. Or this is why we need to rebel against the World Health Organization and stuff like that. And like, I, I didn't know anything. I just thought I knew a lot and I felt so smart. And like, I was just such a dummy, such a dummy. And honestly, I think about moments like that like once a week and i get so extremely embarrassed like to my soul yeah for me i might have you beat here i used to film myself crying well <laughs> you're kidding while listening to youtube's with or without you you're lying no i would just be like you know lucy's always like why am i sad i, I don't know what i was doing <laughs> I was just, like i i bought this camera off the home shopping network so wait wait, wait. just you are serious Yes. Very cringy. I could probably pull these tapes up. Like they're probably oh in our god. basement right oh now. Oh my god. But I, I don't know. I was fascinated with just cameras. The movie American Beauty, I think I'd either just saw it or was about to see it and become very into that movie. But I was like the weird guy with the camera. I'm like <laughs> f- feeling weird emotions and like I wanted to see what I look like crying and that song would make me cry. <laughs> It was very strange and cr- it's cringy. Like saying it right now, I can't believe I'm saying it because it's so hard to even say. I've never told anyone this. It's so cringy. Like what? what's wrong with me? That is so cringy. Teenage years, babe. The teenagers the are the worst and the weirdest and the cringiest. But oh, they're also like, it's weird. This is common, but covering up my huge zits on my nose with my mom's makeup <laughs> and doing a terrible job because the lighting at school was so much brighter than the lighting the lighting in my bathroom at my house was very forgiving 
And then you'd get into the harsh lighting that's very like uh, sterile at school, like especially oh, yeah. in some rooms, like a science room. And it would just be like, what is on your nose? And it would bring more attention to the zit than had I just owned up to the zit. Ma'am, you see that that I don't feel bad for you for because that is so common. But the whole crying in front of your camera thing. How many of those tapes do you think you made? I've got hours. No, uh, I don't know. Like probably like, I don't know, a lot. <laughs> So wait, wait, I'm still confused about this. Were you trying to perfect your cry to be an actor or were you just fascinated by your own sadness? Probably that. And I I think I I dyed my hair blonde. I might have been like 15. And I think I thought my eyes looked really nice when they were filled with (laughs) tears. And it was just like, I'm less ugly when I cry. (laughs) I would pay money for you to be able to fish these out of our basements. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh. I need to see these. No, I'm or a one. Like, very pathetic person oh. underneath it all. <laughs> okay. What's your next question? Oh, oh is, is, or so is it my funny. turn to ask? Yeah, it's your turn. Is there anything that you pretend to like about me? No. I feel like you, not to put words in your mouth, oversold how much you like watching basketball. Because you're like, my last boyfriend watched hockey oh. and I don't like hockey and I had to pretend to like it. And I like that you want, like basketball, but I think you actually hate basketball. No, 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 I don't. Um, you don't I, watch I it. hated watching hockey. I hated sitting there and having it on in the background. I just don't like hockey. Do you like watching basketball? Yeah. And here's the thing. You know, what I like more than watching basketball. What? If it's just a regular game, I like sitting there and doing something on my phone and it's playing in the background. That is optimal relaxation i am telling you that is how i truly can feel relaxed it's nice for me it's warm you're watching the game it's like you're there you're having fun i'm there i'm watching the game but then i'm also on my phone i get to just chill out mentally it feels nice okay and I then if it's an I won't exciting get as game from now on then honestly and then if it's an exciting game then i'll put my phone down i'll get more into it and it's like i i much prefer talking basketball than talking hockey do not care do you like going do you like seeing basketball games live love seeing them live yes when i was buying you raptors gear for christmases did you like that or hate that loved it i love that stuff okay the closest thing i would say that something i pretend to like that i don't would be you telling your dream stories constantly (laughs) because alex loves to i don't tell you every day no every other day but you you'll have a dream and you'll tell me about it and originally, I thought I didn't like it. Then I actually thought about it, and I like it. And if someone offered me $100,000, I don't think I would take it. If it said, you can never tell me a dream story again. Because I do enjoy hearing them. Because I'm not laughing at you to make fun of you. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm just smiling the whole time you're talking to me. And it's not in like a mean way. It's just like, this is the cutest thing ever. Okay, but I thought this question was something that you pretend to like more than you do. Yes, yeah, so in a way, I'm saying like (laughs) like i like these dreams alex i like these dream stories but really there's so many layers to why i like it it's because (laughs) like oh my god she's telling me a dream story this is so cheesy oh my goodness i can't believe she's telling me that's so cute that she thinks i want to hear her story oh i actually actually do like hearing this dream oh my goodness this is so fun that i legit have a woman like this in my life there's like layers to it though so (laughs) When I just say, oh, I like hearing your dream stories, it's there's so much more to it than that. So it's not really true right? in uh, this most straightest form. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? In the, in the most simplest way, it's not true. 
I think that's funny. But here's the thing. Like, my dreams are ridiculous. And I, I just remember <laughs> I remember them in such detail. Everyone thinks their dreams are interesting. No, but here's the I just... I don't necessarily think they're more interesting than the next person's. I it's just, like how people can smell she, their own farts and think they smell good. <laughs> people are like that with dreams. I have dreams. to call my sister girls. What are they doing? In our in our podcast with them, when we go on their podcast, they talk about that. Oh, how we they like their farts? The one does. And then she's like, do you guys think that's weird? And we're like, no. Mm. Anyhow, uh, I just <laughs> think that I... My dreams aren't necessarily more exciting or weird, but I remember them in such great detail because I'm up so many times in the night to feed the baby or to go pee or whatever. So I just, I remember them so freaking well, like so well. And I feel like, like, you know, at some point I can control them kind of. Yeah, that's good. Lucid dreams. Yeah. What is your least favorite movie that everybody else loves and why? Do you want me to tell you mine first? Yeah. Freaking hate this movie. So Shane and I, every date night, we have our dinner. And we put on a French radio station on Stingray called Nostalgie. It's awesome. They just do like all these like French songs from the 60s and 70s and 50s. And then they'll do like covers of English hits in French. And it's so fun, like kind of pick out the songs you recognize. So when Shane was setting up for our podcast tonight, a song came on. It wasn't a song that I knew, but it reminded me so much of a song from a movie that I actually despise. Like I don't even just not like it a little bit. Can you guess what it is? No. A Star is Born. Oh, so I knew you do not like when that. that yes. When that movie came out, all my friends messaged me. They're like, Alex, you're going to love this movie. It's right up your alley. It's like Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga. Like, I love Lady Gaga. And they're like, it's just like, it's a you know rock and roll movie. It's a romance. Like, you're going to go crazy for it. There is something slightly off about it. Slightly? Yeah, it's just something's weird and cheesy about it. You their relationship is the least believable thing on the planet like even people said that about ours in the early (laughs) yeah but at least you could believe the passion like if they came out to a bar with us one night and saw us making out in the corner and you know dancing and all over each other and being so in love at least they'd believe it then you know what i mean i don't believe it when bradley cooper and lady gaga are like in love getting married and i just didn't believe their romance and then they the whole thing like seemed like the marriage i forget exactly what happened but like the wedding was like done in like a weird manipulative way and then him being on the stage thing it was just all too much it was like one iota too much in every single regard and like the whole nose thing with oh, the lady gaga it, yeah that that made me that like, was uh, wild that yeah, was just too it much it upset me in a way like i don't know like it just made me uncomfortable yeah it, anyhow the movie did not make me feel anything other than rage yeah for me for similar reasons is moonrise kingdom oh i like that one a lot i know a lot of people like that one it's too wes anderson-y it feels like someone is making fun of wes anderson in that movie (laughs) the kids stuff makes me uncomfortable with them in love and i don't know it makes me feel like i'm gonna get arrested watching it like (laughs) Just like as a man being in a theater watching that, like I think I saw that for the first time alone in theaters and I felt, and I have a mustache and I'm (laughs) sitting there and like, I was like, I just like Wes Anderson, but I feel like a weird pervert. Um, Yeah. So that movie, everything about it is wrong. I felt like Wes Anderson jumped the shark with that movie. And then his next film, Grand Budapest, totally took Moonrise Kingdom, crumbled it up, threw it in the garbage and made me forget about it. And now I'm back on the Wes Anderson train. Grand Budapest is amazing. And I love Darjeeling Limited, too. Oh. Speaking of train, that's a movie we need to see. 
I love again that yeah. movie so much. I know. I, I think I watch that movie once every two years. I have a good a good watch of that because it's on TV a lot. Yeah, but I do feel like Moonrise is a movie that everyone loves that I do not. No, that's fair. See, where Star is born, I see your side of things. No, that's fair. Even though I, I like it more than you did. W- last question. What would make our relationship 1% better? More time like this. Like more more relaxing time. Like actually relaxing time. Or quality relaxing time. Where it's like, see, I like our date nights. Because even this, like recording the podcast on date night, we've turned it into work in a sense. But I really, really, truly enjoy this conversation that we have before mm-hmm. we get to like the relaxing aspect of date night. And I consider this conversation that we have quality. It's rejuvenating, but it's like it's just it's quality time and it's quality conversation with you and just it's fun. So like not like sitting on the TV brain dead. We're so tired. But even just with the family, I think that if we had, you know, one percent more time every week where we're just doing something fun together like at the park going on a hike swimming somewhere like just something that would make it better well going on a hike is going to be longer than one percent more time well not if you're considering the whole week all the hours in a week okay my idea was if every time we're having a mild disagreement we make out for five seconds what what do you think i'm gonna say to that boing that's the best idea I've ever heard. You're a genius, I babe. I know. I was thinking, what would Alex want here? So, Let's end it there. I, you can't get better than that. That's true. And I'm going to have a bite of sour cream and onion chips just to take <laughs> us back to our very, the morning after our first date. You're an asshole. What? You're a loser. Oh, you're trying a weird thing to start a fight. I want to oh, make out for five seconds. That was... <laughs> That was the most cringy moment of this podcast. (laughs) Hey, I haven't improved since I was a teenager. It was me crying into camera listening to (laughs) With or Without You in that moment right there. But thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you give us a comment or do something to promote us. But if you don't, just listening to us on this podcast is enough. So thank you for listening to Date Date Night. Night. Bye.